wake up wake up wake up this is your cup of joe podcast and i am your host uh joe joseph moore and uh this is where i talk to uh some everyday people people in everyday walk of life uh we we talk to doctors lawyers you know all, all kind of uh people that are extraordinary uh you would think that they were ordinary but they are extraordinary uh everyday uh heroes <laughs> and we have a couple of i will call them sheroes <laughs> in the <laughs> coffee shop today uh some good friends of mine we have uh dr kim and we have uh, Tabitha. Uh, we're talking health. We're talking uh, our, our topic today is in good health. And so we're talking to a few uh, people, uh, health professionals, um, just have a little conversation about uh, health and uh, everything. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna let them introduce themselves um, right off the top. I'm gonna, I'm gonna start with uh, Dr. Kim, just tell the people, um, out in Cup of Joe land, <laughs> a little bit about yourself. Well, hello, uh, Joe, and it is a pleasure to uh, to be with uh, you guys. And uh, Tabitha, it's a pleasure to be with you all on this platform. I am Kim Tucker, uh, nurse practitioner, uh, dual certified as a family nurse practitioner, acute care nurse practitioner. Um, Let's see, I've been a nurse practitioner now. I don't want to date myself, but I have been a nurse practitioner now for 20 years. Wow. Yeah, 20, wow. 20, years, 20 years now. So I, um, this is uh, absolutely my passion, what I love to do. Uh, I think it was the best career choice for me. Uh, my clinical background is mostly um, hospital medicine, um, and uh, emergency room uh, medicine. I do uh, uh, take care of some patients in a long-term care setting, uh, mm -hmm. but uh, my joy has been, uh, I guess, serving people in their most vulnerable moments and mm -hmm. uh, most often not great moments initially, but um, um, I always say I feel like I'm caught between medicine and faith. Uh, <laughs> uh, all the time. I, all, that's my thing. I'm always like, God, this is so interesting because I feel like I'm caught between uh, two worlds. And it, it's great because I, I see it as being able to utilize my faith in my career. And so it's just an extension. It's just kind of a rolling into my belief and taking it into science, um, into healthcare. And uh, so I, I absolutely love, I absolutely what, love what I do. So awesome i can i can feel it i can tell <laughs> i can tell 20 years awesome that is that is awesome that is great dr kim tucker everybody woo. Woo, 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 woo. <laughs> <laughs> and we have uh this is this is this is this is my 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 uh whenever we get together this is my cut up person <laughs> <laughs> as well but uh awesome 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 person awesome health professional uh in her own right we have uh miss tabitha tabitha tell the people about yourself well actually um i want to grow up and be like dr tucker <laughs> <Well, laughs> <I'm, right? laughs> 
We all, yes. I I am a newbie, so I'm kind of like the rookie nurse practitioner. I just passed my boards in July. So I'm not quite practicing yet because I am still job searching, but I am doing um, acute dialysis in Uh the hospitals, and I've been doing that the last five years. But I have been a nurse for 16 years, and I have worked almost every floor of the hospital, ranging Mm. from long-term to surgery, med-surge, telemetry, ICU, um, you name it, I think I have probably been in there, surgery. (laughs) But um, (laughs) dialysis has been really cool um, because my dad was also a dialysis patient. So Mm -hmm. I'm learning more stuff as I go every day. I learn stuff every day. So I'm actually loving the dialysis aspect. I was a little afraid because, you know, I didn't know how my emotions would take it. But um, it's actually, I love it. I really love it. Um, And we kind of, it's different from in the clinics. It's a whole new world. Mm -hmm. Um, We kind of work on our own, but it's all in all taking care of our patients. So um, that is me in a nutshell. Miss Tabitha, congratulations. Awesome. And, uh, awesome. Man, that is great. Miss Tabitha, yeah. we give her a hand. Woo! Woo! Look, Tabitha, Tabitha, I was going to tell you, put your number in the chat, child, because <laughs> <laughs> this ICU, Jazz, I've never, I've never, uh, I've never been a huge fan of uh icu so uh, absolutely adrenaline junkie i love oh gosh (laughs) mercy goodness (laughs) we fight over the sickest patients so Uh, yeah y'all do uh, yeah yeah Listen, listen, let me, before I get into anything, let me tell all of our listeners, uh, everyone that is watching on YouTube, let me say, listen, um, from, from, from 2020 till, till now, we, you all have been on the front line. You have, from, from what I've seen and, and what I've heard, you have not gotten a break. And you've seen so much, you've done so much, and I just want to applaud you all and commend you for the work that you all do. It is, listen, it, it, I know y'all probably making good, but it is not enough. It is not enough. I know they tell teachers that, but healthcare professionals, it is not enough. And to see, especially you all, uh, y'all two still in it when so many uh, nurses, so many doctors walked away. Uh, from it. And I, I mean, I'm not, I ain't, I ain't blaming them or nothing like that, <laughs> but I just want to give honor where, you know, the, as the Bible is to say, <laughs> they say the church, <laughs> give honor where honor, well, honor is, is due, due. Where it's due. <laughs> and it is due to you all tell professionals shout out to y'all, man. Awesome. <laughs> you know, thank, the, you, thank, the, you. thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So it's going to lead me to my first question. I think uh, Dr. Dr. Tucker has already kind of talked about it a little bit in uh, her intro, uh, but uh, I gave them a list of questions, y'all. But um, this is this was not even on there. My question is why? Because listen, I know when I get up in the morning and I get ready to go teach, I sit in the car and say, Lord, why am I doing this? Why am I dealing with these people? And I'm going to tell you, 
when I go to the, when I go to, so I was in, I was in a bad car accident a, a few months ago and just, mm-hmm. just being in the, uh, whatever, whatever the triage, or whatever, I was like, you know, I was thinking like, Lord, I could not do this. <laughs> this is not for me. This is, and I sit in the, I sit in the ER and sometimes I'd be like, Lord, you know, they have the thing now where you can, um, where you can check in on your phone and everything, man, I would check in on my phone and sit in the car. I'd be like, Lord, the medical profession is not for me. <laughs> so I got to ask you, I'm going to start with Dr. Tucker. Why did you, did, did you choose it? Did, did it just happen? Uh, why did you uh, choose to become a health professional? Well, I'm going to say initially, I think I'm going to say that it chose me. Honestly, uh-huh. I went to school. I uh, did my under I was an undergraduate at Russ College and uh, was getting uh, my BS in biology. And so I my intention actually it was always gonna be I, I thought I said, okay, I think I'm gonna do I've always loved research. I've enjoyed I I enjoy papers. I, I like uh, research and that kind of thing. So I was pursuing my degree in biology and a summer opportunity came open. Um, at uh, here in, in Memphis, uh, UT Memphis, um, and so I took the uh, took the internship, and the first summer of it, I was actually doing genetic research, which I absolutely loved, and so I was pretty much sold that I was going to be a scientist in the lab. Is what mm-hmm. I knew I was going to do, and so the next summer, I signed up again for the internship, and to my surprise, I. Um, my um, slot, my summer slot had gotten filled by another student. And so I wound up getting connected to a nurse practitioner. Mm-hmm. And so that was actually my first introduction uh, into uh, nurse practitioner. What, what that, what that looked, I knew nurses, I have nurses in the family. And so I knew that, but I had never seen uh, the role of nurse practitioner. And so uh, my mom is a teacher by trade. I grew up grading papers every every day and, you know, logging in the logbook for her. So I, I knew I, was like, I knew I don't want to teach because uh, I, I know that I know what that looks like. <laughs> and so uh, I did that summer with a nurse practitioner and it just clicked. And the rest is history. Honestly, I finished up my uh, BS in biology and then went on over and got my uh, RN and got my nurse practitioner, that kind of thing. So I, I, I always say, I think everything happens for a reason. I think I kind of stumbled onto my career uh, that summer. And I knew then this, this is absolutely what I want to do. And, um, and, and that's, that's where, it, that's where it is now. There are absolutely days when you're like, okay, COVID, this whole blur with COVID, mm-hmm. I, I was thinking, why in the world, you know, <laughs> did I do? And then, you know, healthcare is 24-7. I mean, it, it, yeah. it's, uh, and uh, I know Tab knows this, that you don't, uh, holidays and things like that, and, you know, unless you land a job where um, you have holidays off ordinarily, otherwise, all of us are working. We're working on holidays, we're working birthdays. You know, you're, and so it, it is definitely a, um, a sacrificial um, profession. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say that this, this uh, yes. Christmas was my first Christmas working on a Christmas in so many, many years. And when wow. I tell you, I 
distraught. I was distraught. Mm. Uh, and But we made it through it and all of that. <laughs> but uh, it, I, I, like I said, just, you know, back to the original, I, I think it chose, it really chose me. And, and I, um, and uh, I'm, I'm uh, still learning and things of that sort. But I, I, I absolutely think I was chosen for this. I, I just stumbled onto my purpose and my assignment uh, in my career. It was it was really happenstance, really. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So, uh, Tabitha, same question. I think mine was based off of different experiences with family. Okay. Um, like my grandmother, she actually took her last breath in the ER waiting room. So mm. it was kind of one of those things like, that's it. I'm going to be a nurse and I'm going to make wow. a difference. I can change the world, but I can do it with one person at a time. I can yes. start in a small city and then broaden on out. But um, that was my main push as far as nursing. Um, probably about, maybe about, uh, maybe about eight to 10 years ago, after working in surgery, I wanted to be an anesthesia nurse and I had studied, I prepared, I had applied to schools and I did that three years straight. And after three years of no's and not getting accepted, mm. I was like, okay, it's gotta be another way. I knew I wanted my master's. I knew I wanted to do something different besides bedside. And I had talked to a friend and I just went on ahead and I applied to nurse practitioner school. So that's where that came in. And it's still so many different fields that you can do with nurse practitioner because I'm family nurse practitioner, but um, okay. with me doing dialysis the last five years, I'm like, hmm, I could be, you know, a nephrology nurse practitioner. But of course, being in Meridian, they don't have those here. I mm -hmm. have asked, you know, like, hey, let's just, you know, add that. It's kind of hard because, you know, with the money, they don't want to add that to, you know, their occupation list. But there are other areas like Jackson has them, um, Louisiana, Texas. Those are places I've been looking and thinking about. But, um, you know, and it's, it's, it still might not even be that. It may be something else that I fall into and love. So um, it's just all just finding exactly what I'm going to do. So, right. um, but I know either way it is, you're still going to be taking care of patients. And that's fine. I know I don't want to be confined to an office um, because I've done that in clinicals. Um, it, it's all fine, but I kind of feel like it was repetitive and I like, I like change. I like doing different things. So I don't know. My brain is going different places. I may have to start something new in Meridian. You never know. So, right. Uh, listen, listen, it's definitely, I, I can, I can, I can, uh, I can see by y'all's enthusiasm and, and, and your, your, your knowledge, uh, of, of, uh, your profession, that you are definitely in uh, what you've been called to do, and I and and uh, I was just thinking back to what you said when uh, Tabitha, when you said you didn't want to be in the office. I was thinking back to what you said. Uh, you kind of like an adrenaline junkie, so you want to do the ER and stuff like that. Ooh, God I, bless I you. might have to go back. I might have to go back and get dual certified and do some acute stuff. But I do. I love to get my hands dirty. Come right man. on, Tampa. Come right on. Come right on. <laughs> my, 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 my. Oh, listen. Uh, so, uh, so, so, Doctor, Doctor, uh, Doctor Tucker said something uh, as well that I want to now. Uh, go, it's going to lead into. I ain't even got to the to the to the first question. Don't I sound like a preacher? Preacher, like I ain't got to my first point. But anyway, uh, 
you you talked about family life. I think you said about you know birthdays and and then you had to work on the holiday. So how talk to us? I'm I'm gonna start. Um, well, I guess I'll start with you again, Doctor Tucker, since you kind of uh, said some said something about it, and I'm gonna go to you, uh, Tab, as well. Uh, how do you navigate that? Because y'all both have kids, y'all both have a family. Um, just talk talk to us a little bit about navigating that part your your personal life with uh, your professional life. Now that is a work in progress. I will <laughs> say that uh, it, it is definitely a work in progress. Uh, my children have grown up around healthcare, and uh, mm -hmm. it came with a lot of uh, Chick Fil A bribes, uh, <laughs> Target runs. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, you know, most of the vehicles we've had have had, uh, 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 what is it, the, um, you can watch the movies in it. Yeah. So that way, that my kids have been in the hospital with me mm. uh, and in an office space. Uh, so they, they, they've been around and I, I don't know that they know life without it. Mm -hmm. um, and so I've, I've been in this profession for the length of their life. And so they've always been a, uh, somehow I've integrated uh, bringing them alongside so they can see all of it. Uh -huh. um, and so uh, they've, they've been, and, and the other part of it is uh, scheduling, uh, you know, when we came into the iPhone era, you know, everybody's on a calendar and we're, you know, communicating, especially as they go get older. Um, and they they have their activities and things of that sort, you know, navigating and a lot mm -hmm. of planning, which, uh, like I said, it's a work in progress because I'm I'm a I'm a, I'm sometimes I'm a fly by the seat of your pants kind of person. So I'm, right. I'm not always a great planner, <laughs> and so. Uh, but uh, uh, my children have uh, family have I mean they've just embraced it. This is a very important part of my life. And um, and so uh, I, I like to say that they've sacrificed a lot uh, for me to be able to grow in this profession. And initially, you know, I've chosen jobs that have allowed me to have a degree of flexibility, but life happens, things happen. And so about a year, about a, I'm going to say about a year ago, I um, had to transfer out of the hospital that I was working into and came into another facility that completely overturned my entire schedule mm. and so um i've had to we've just had to adjust um and fortunately uh we've been able to do that uh but like i said this was the first year of me working christmas and so we had to celebrate uh after work and we did a got up really really early christmas morning before i went into the hospital to open gifts and kind of do that kind of thing and of course uh and i I'm sure Tab can attest to this, having family uh, to help uh, in the times that you cannot be there, um, it, because it happens um, that there are events and things that you just can't make it to. Um, and so uh, leaning on family to, uh, I've been FaceTime into a lot of things mm. uh, to uh, share uh, share some events and different things of that sort. And the other part, you know, the other part of it is just uh, aligning myself with a great team, people that I work with too, who understand when I'm interviewing and taking new contracts, 
I, I don't hesitate to bring up, hey, I've got family. And family is 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 as important, if not more, the balance of work life and um and that kind of thing. And so I I, I don't hesitate to bring it up when I'm um interviewing or you know taking on a new position or working with a new colleagues and that kind of thing you know i i it is at the top of my conversation if i'm never if i'm ever not going to be at work you can money bet that it has something to do with family okay and uh okay. and so i i it, it i i don't i bring it up um mm -hmm. and so uh and so i've just been very blessed that um i've landed jobs for the most part that have been uh amenable to to uh, family life for me, so. That's awesome. That's great. That's great. That's good. Uh, Tabitha, same question. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, with me, um, half of my family is in the medical field, so our holidays have never been the same. Um, <laughs> we actually, for the last decade, celebrate Thanksgiving either the weekend before or we'll do it after because we we can't get off work. Um, wow. And now that we do that, it's to the point where I'm just like, hey, I've celebrated my holiday early. I'll sacrifice and I'll go ahead and I'll work that day, you mm -hmm. know, for everybody else to be free to be with their family because, hey, I've already done it. Wow. Um, my kids, with the job that I have and the acute dialysis, we don't have a set time when we get off work. We clock in. We don't finish until the last patient is finished with their treatment. So I can never tell them what time I get off. They may want to go to a basketball game and they're like, mama, what time are you getting off? I'm like, I don't know. And even if I say, oh, I got like 30 minutes left, I'm about to leave. If I get that phone call that there's a patient in the ER or a patient went bad in ICU, I have to set up a machine, go down and do them. And that's like three more hours added to my day. So my job is very unpredictable. Um, they, they're pretty much used to it by now. Um, birthdays. <laughs> Had to work on one of them's birthday this year. So, uh, like, you know, I promise I'll get to you this weekend when I'm off. We'll do something <laughs> this weekend. So, uh, they, they have been troopers sticking with it and dealing with it. Um, uh, Maybe one day I'll come to a job where I can have my holidays off and make my own schedule. But until then, they've learned to adapt. Um, It was a little difficult at first, but I said, my mother, she still can't understand every day. What time do you get off? What time do you get off? Mama, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> right. You never know when you get off. Well, we <laughs> but wow, wow. So so listen, audience, I hope you all are hearing this and you know, and 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 listen to share the love if you can't if if y'all can't share with with these uh two young ladies i have on here find a health or found a nurse uh a doctor someone in the health uh the medical field and and just salute them just thank them because i you know i can <laughs> i can only imagine i i can't you know i can't really sympathize with y'all with you all uh and and but it's just so awesome that y'all doing this and y'all are here for for people like me and it's you know man it's 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 just that is that's awesome uh to me and i and i and i hope that you that you're able to uh get your uh uh set schedule and everything uh one day uh it's just 
I mean, it, it's just, it's just, it's just, there's a certain things that we, that we take for granted, uh, well, uh, people that we take for granted because we never know. We, uh, we just, we just want our, we just want our, our nurse or whoever, uh, our, our doctor, whatever to be there when we need them. Uh, but we don't understand that, uh, they they have, they have a family that, that needs them as well. And they, they adjust, uh, too. And I'm looking at your kids and everything and they adjust well, uh, you know, uh, I, 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 I've seen, and you know, y'all's kids grow and they, and they're, they're growing up adjusting well. And that is, that is kudos to you all kudos to your support system and everything. And let me, let me get to my questions for, you know, I start, you know, I'm a thug. I don't cry. I mean, let me not cry right here. Okay. <laughs> Y'all get it. Uh, so with this being uh black history month, I, I, I chose, uh, 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 black health professionals and I, I wanted to, uh, uh, choose in particular black, uh, women to, to also share your experience as a, if there is a difference or what have you, uh, but a, your experience as a black healthcare uh, professional, uh, let the people know. I'm gonna start with Tabitha this time. Uh, through your eyes, as a as a black female in the uh, medical uh, medical uh, field, uh, what is your experience there? Um, actually, it's not too terribly bad. Mm -hmm. Um, for the most part, it's been kind of equal every blue moon. <laughs> want to act up and feel like they're a little bit privileged but uh -oh. um yeah uh <laughs> but you know just if you give them a little bit of respect and mm. request that they give that same respect back mm -hmm. it has gotten better um there used to be a point where they would try to stick you to work late so they can leave you know you do mm. have some grown folks that you know do some stuff like that mm -hmm. but um for the most part because we're such a small in the hospital, it's like eight on staff. So uh -huh. we do rely on each other. So um, we are there at work more than we are at home. So we have learned to treat each other like family because, hey, we're all we got because we're mostly at work more than we are at home. So mm -hmm. for the most part, it's kind of, you know, there's no difference in how we're treated. Um, no difference how we treat each other. Um, I think for the most part, the negative reaction comes from being overworked and burnt out because mm. I know during the pandemic, we were at work until 11 and midnight and sometimes past then. Mm. And so we have to lean on each other. Um, just like kids having events and you work that weekend, we do switch out a lot. So, I mean, as far as the difference, it's really not a difference on my end mm. in my department where I work. Um, same thing with the patient care. Everybody receives the same care. Um, that I do, I have noticed that, and I do like that part of my job. That's good. And if I if I do see like a difference, you know, we do speak up. We we do try to make everything even with everything. But for the most part, there isn't a difference, you know, regardless of color or you know culture, anything like that with my mm -hmm. job. That's good. That's good, Doctor Tucker. The same question to you. Um, well, I think I'm gonna say. For the most, I agree. I absolutely agree with Tab. For the most part, I think that there is um, pretty cohesive. Uh, you know, there. My challenges have been as a nurse practitioner. Uh, there are uh, 
sometimes I think I, I guess I guess I would call a striving in the relationship physician relationship mm-hmm. with the nurse practitioner and really trying to develop a team as opposed to um, one or the other not feeling threatened by uh, what our roles and responsibilities are I, I, I and, and I'm, I'm unorganized in most situations. But when I'm at work, it is very important for me uh, to, to be successful and to do my job, to be very clear about what my responsibilities and roles are, and then I uh, flow within that. Um, and, you know, autonomy is going to depend on your practice setting. And so when I'm in the ER, I'm doing my own thing. I really don't. I have a physician that I can collaborate with if I need to, but for the most part, I'm admitting whatever procedures that I'm doing it on my own. When I'm working in other settings, I'm working uh, with a nurse, with a uh, with a physician, and or maybe another nurse practitioner, and so that flow looks a little different. Um, and so. Uh, to me, to maintain equality, it's it's really important to 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 know what the roles, what the responsibilities are. They be clearly communicated, um, and so uh, on a professional, I guess, in a professional perspective, you don't see that much of a difference. Now, uh, it is a difference in patient uh, patient interaction. A lot of times, uh, I have run into several situations where you know they want to see their doctor. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I, I you know, here, my thing is, I'm, I'm going to take care of you. If you don't want to see me, I'm definitely not going to try to convince you. Uh-huh. Uh, and so I'm like, you know, we'll get your doctor. And then in, there have been situations where the doctor gets tied up, the physician gets tied up. And they're like, okay, can you get uh, Dr. Kim, the nurse practitioner, to come back? And I'm like, that'd be a no. Uh, <laughs> by that time, I, I, I would have seen several <laughs> other patients and I'm like, hey. You know, you just, I'm, I'm going I'm to let you get your, get your, get your desire. Uh-huh. Uh, and so, uh, so I've had to, uh, had those situations. I, I don't know. There was one time I was working uh, in the hospital and I had my white jacket. Sometimes I wear my coat. Sometimes I don't. Uh, but I was in the hospital. I had my white coat on and all, stethoscope, everything. And I went into a room and a patient said, uh, are you here to pick up the trash? Oh, gosh. And, um, and so <laughs> here, here's me. It caught me off guard. But what I did come back with is I've never seen anybody in environmental service with a white jacket and stethoscope. That, that was my response. And so they were like, I didn't mean anything by it. I said, I meant exactly what I said. So, <laughs> so you know, it's just, you know, so... You know, there are situations where, you know, I run into that as a black female. Um, you know, I don't throw the doctor title around. I have it. I have an earned doctorate. Um, and so uh, as a nurse practitioner, you know, and so I don't, uh, that's generally not my lead in all the time, but there are certain situations where um, I will, um, and I have had to do that. Um, but um like I said, the, uh, it, it happens, uh, and, and I'm going to be very honest with you. It happens uh, just as equally among Black patients as it mm. does white patients, mm-hmm. oddly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've had just this number of Black patients make a comment 
awards professionally and uh, uh, in, in the same manner that I've had Caucasian patients make the same comment. And mm-hmm. so, um, and so it's, it's, it, you know, I, I definitely don't take it personal, but if something needs to be said, especially if I'm assuming the care of the patient, I'm definitely going to say it. Mm. Uh, and, yeah. and we have to uh, kind of, you know, allow patients to make their decision. And then, like I said, if at the end of the day, they don't want to be seen by me, you know, it's, it's, it's on to the next patient. Right. right. Um, and, and you keep, and you keep, and you keep pushing. So listen. You know what? That's why God blesses you. Pray, pray for me here, cause I'm too petty for that. Ooh, ask me about take out the trash. Okay, Lord. Yeah, Miss Kim, it's yes. funny you said when I first I first started working in dialysis, I'm rolling the machine down and I see you in the patient's room and the nurse is like, "Are you the tech?" listen is because even with 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 uh as a patient you see you still see so much you know uh stay in the hospital seeing some hey gal uh, uh did you get oh. that gal over there so um <laughs> Man, I just ignored. I said, "Lord, I don't want to cut up in the hospital. Let me." Cut. I didn't know. I didn't know the nurse or anything, but uh, uh, you know, I definitely know she wasn't no gal. But <laughs> it happens. So you, you'll be you'll be surprised how much it really still happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, happens to to this day. And you know, there are days when I can't ignore, and there are other days I'm gonna speak on it. And so it just, it just kind of it just kind of depends. When I'm in the ER, though, I will say, like, I, I, and I don't know, Tab, does this happen to you? It really just depends on where I'm working, that mm-hmm. I may say something, I may not. If I'm in the ER, I'm so busy. I mean, I'm seeing so many patients in that, in that, uh, in that time that I'm working. And so a lot of times I don't give a whole lot of attention to it. When I'm on the inpatient side and I'm going to be with this patient for a while, then I, I, I find myself more likely to address the patient and address the comment mm-hmm. uh, because this patient's going to be under my care for a while. Yeah. And so, yeah. um, so it, it really just kind of depends. So like I said, when I'm in the ER, I can let it roll and I'm going to keep going on because I got about another 40, 50 people I'm going to see before <laughs> right. I right. And yeah. so I, I don't have a whole lot of time to waste with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like I said, when I'm on the inpatient side, I can kind of take my time, see people. I'm going to see people over several days. Uh, and so, um, I, you know, to maintain a good, uh, healthy relationship with these patients, let, let me just go ahead and get this straight now. <laughs> this is how I... we're going to handle this. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you can choose and decide, do you want me to come back in the room or not? And, uh, and so, you know, and so it, like I said, it just depends on, on the workflow. So, and, and I'm going to tell you, not only have I seen it with, uh, at, along color lines, but I've seen it along. Uh, if you will, I guess, uh, uh, titles, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so like, for example, uh, I, I was in a, I was in a health crisis, like around 20, r- right after 2020, 2021. And, uh, I had, uh, uh, well, it was, it was the tr- treatable diabetes at, uh, type two diabetes, uh-huh. uh, which, uh, my numbers are great now, but I never, ever uh, saw my really, I never really ever saw my doctor. I, my nurse practitioner was the one that I talked to, uh, 
weekly, bi-weekly, and, and things of that nature. And the point I'm getting to is, you know, uh, I was I was in the ER things. You see, I used to watch this show, by the way, on on uh, uh, TV. I think it was on True True Life Channel TLC, the uh, ER or whatever, where it was crazy stuff that happened. But anyway, I mm-hmm. so I people watching the ER. And, uh, you know, I would see people say, excuse me, uh, is she, is she a real doctor? Like, what you talking about? She, yeah, I, I need a real doctor. I, and so, you know, I have a friend, she was like, oh, baby, I, I probably know more about you than, than a doctor. Going, I'm probably can tell you more about you because I, I, I see this, you, you're going to be all right with me. And so have y'all experienced where, Hey, they want their doctor, but you, you know, is is it like that? Like my doctor, he would come in, but my nurse practitioner is the one that I had a real, real close relationship with. So do you see sometimes a difference with people as it relates to title because you're not, because they see nurse in front of your name, they think you're somehow lesser, not knowing that y'all probably have a whole lot more information and can be a whole lot more help than the doctor because you, you know, from my understanding, you feed the doctor to kind of let him know what's going on uh or, or am i off on that help me out somebody i i'm gonna agree um i am when i'm in the hospital working inpatient side i'm generally the first to see the patient um and mm-hmm. so i'm doing uh, usually doing the admission and that kind of thing so um uh, i uh it's it, it, it's so important to know who you're working with and work with a great team. Mm-hmm. I have had, for the most part, most of the doctors that I do work with, they value what I do. And mm-hmm. so um, when they do come in the room, most of them, and um, I'm grateful for it. You know, you do your part in terms of being uh, educating yourself, uh, being responsible for your own learning and, and being on top of your thing. You know, you have to do that part so that way you can halfway know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. But the other part of it is um, you increase your value um, when you do that and you do it effectively. Uh, but also, uh, there have been many times when I've worked with physicians who have come behind me to see the patients. I've admitted the patient for them. And sometimes I'm in the room, sometimes I'm not in the room. But the times I've been in the room, the physician comes in, hey, I'm Dr. So and so. You probably just spent a lot of time with a nurse practitioner. She's told me what's going on. Uh, I'm just letting you know whatever she said, that's what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, if we need to adjust, then we will adjust and so on and so forth. And so it builds um, a great relationship with the patients when you do work with physicians who understand the role of the importance of the nurse practitioner, not just as an extension of them, but you, you're your own provider in your own right. And so, um, and so it may, it makes a difference. And so, um, it, it really helps when you work with a great team, uh, of physicians, you know, nurse practitioners working with a great team of physicians mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. who don't just see you as an extension or their secretary, but they yeah. see you as a provider. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, there are patients that I've seen, uh, multiple times over the course of my years in the hospital. You see them, and I've had patients who request to see me when I'm working in the ER. They know that some of them will call and ask if I see them on the street. <laughs> I'm like, I just, you know, you try not to wear your, I know when I worked in Meridian, oh my God, when I went Meridian, <laughs> in Meridian, it was so funny because we'd be out eating and there were patients 
nurses I had seen in the clinic or seen in the hospital. That's when Raleigh Hospital was still open. And um, and y'all, I would be eating food <laughs> and patients with like, hey, uh, I saw you in the clinic. You got no results. I'm like, oh my God, really? <laughs> <You're Stop right>. it. <laughs> and I'm eating lunch. I do not want to talk about your labs. And I don't want to talk, I don't do, do not want to talk about your exam or any of that. <laughs> so uh yeah. So it 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 does it does it does happen. So Listen, that was gonna be that was gonna be one of my questions. <laughs> I asked Tab. I know you get that in, and look, I'm I'm sorry. Oh, I know Tabitha, she do. Tabitha, I'm oh, sorry. Tabitha. <laughs> <laughs> I know you get that. Oh, you sitting at the family? Oh, you at church? Somebody come inside. Hey, praise the Lord, sister. Listen, I've been oh. having some green drainage and coffee. I'm like, oh my gosh, like not y'all. <laughs> just want to make sure I ain't got the COVID, Tab. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh, oh, and being especially you in dialysis. Oh my. Yeah, some of my coworkers found out that I was back in school for nurse practitioner and they were like, Oh, you in school? Well, look, I got this thing on my foot. I'm like, Y'all oh. don't talk this. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Wow. Wow. That's that is that's hilarious to me because I know it, I know it happened. I know it does. I know you probably be sitting at the family reunion or anything. They know you a nurse. Look, <laughs> they gonna call. They gonna call you. What's that they did? They gonna give you. They gonna do a teledoc, but do it for free. Lots of games. You name it. Yes. <laughs> and look, and then don't be a part of a church. They automatically want to put you on the health team. Really. I'm like, no. I do not, not want to be on the health team. I have done this Monday through Friday. I am coming to church. Not to take care of patients here. I'm mm -mm. coming to get myself. No, I do not want to be on the health team. So. Look. That's why I walk so fast going in and out of Walmart when I have my scrubs on. So I'm like, uh oh. Ooh, yeah, you're going to get it. You're going to get it. <laughs> Excuse me, ma'am, ma'am, ma'am. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Listen, I know you don't know me, but. God. Yeah, that's it. That's the lead in. That's the lead in. I know you don't know me, but no, I do not. <laughs> Look, oh my God. See, that's why, listen, that's why y'all called to it. Look, that healthcare team that got me. I'm going to I'm going to church and suggesting it at my church. Hey, we need a nurses guild. Oh god, we need a nurses guild. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh Lord help me. I was like, take no, do not sign me up. When I'm at church, that is not my anointing. No, it's not. <laughs> look, they gonna look. We gonna look. Look, I'm gonna look up, and you gonna be on. You gonna be on a website with the clergy column because they gonna make you the pastor of healthcare <laughs> and medicine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh Lord. Lord, that is hilarious. Let me stop. Let me stop. Oh, Let me that stop. is hilarious. <laughs> oh gosh. Okay, I'm tickling myself. <laughs> Let me get serious again. Okay, oh. pastor healthcare. Oh Lord, oh. Help me. what you know? Because it's the pastor of everything. You know, mm -hmm. it, it, that, that makes everything better. Yeah, y'all know when I get off, I'm gonna look that up. Pastor of healthcare. <laughs> I, I promise you, I'm gonna find it, and I'm shooting it to y'all. <laughs> so, 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 um. Since still dealing with our, I'm almost deal with our black community. So, especially with our black men and y'all, y'all ladies, so y'all can help me out and help. Y'all know us black men do not like to go to the doctor. We don't like to go. I don't know what. <laughs> well, I think is it's a lot of it, it, that. I'm leading. I'm going to another question, but uh, uh, another question on top of this question. But it's a lot of uh, another topic rather. It's a lot of 
misnomers and myths, you know, stuff they connecting from back in the day, uh, you know, connecting like Tuskegee does not connect with everything, sir. So right. <laughs> they will connect that. See, at Tuskegee, they was doing no, that's not the same thing. But anyway, how how would our community uh can we get in particular the the men and the I guess you call them the boomer generation, the older generation to to buy into health we need the health care something you said was very interesting dr tucker that you said something about you your faith and medicine something to that effect you know we a lot of us especially the community i deal with we got we have what we call faith quote unquote but we do not believe in the health part we do not believe that you said faith and science that's what you said yeah mm -hmm. but the mm -hmm. science part mm -mm, that science mm -mm. You know, I'll pray on it, <laughs> but some of us need to go to the doc. I don't, that's a whole nother podcast of how that connects, but, uh, just, uh, Dr. Tuck, how we, how can, how can we get our community as a whole, in particular men and the boomers to buy into the science part to go to get your checkups, all that good stuff. Uh, now, so I, I'm a firm believer in preventative health care. Mm -hmm. To me, it is the foundation. Um, and, and to me, mm -hmm. primary prevention is, is, is where it is. Uh, screenings and things of this sort. So I think that we, by and large, have negative experiences because by the time we actually do go to uh, seek medical attention, we're, we're beyond screening and prevention. Mm. Now we're in a maintenance, we're, we're treating something acute and we're trying to maintain or stabilize a condition. Um, and uh, Tabitha, I, I know she sees the same thing. By the time, of course, by the time she sees them, you know, we're, we're, mm. we mm. are over into now where you've exhausted all of your reserve and now you're dependent upon, uh, upon dialysis. So, um, I think the buy-in starts with uh, primary prevention screenings, uh, taking advantage of uh, those opportunities that come with um, uh, health care insurance. Uh, these are things that are generally covered at 100%. Mm -hmm. um, and so there's no out-of-pocket expense. You know, uh, I think uh, health care, uh, to me, is an investment. Your health is an investment. Right. And so I think it starts there. Um, so you got to dismantle, you know, they're just wanting your money. Well, it's going <laughs> to cost you if now you're trying to stabilize and maintain as opposed to prevent. And so I think that's what I try to, that's what I try, how I try to package um, health care and, and introduce health care to patients who are otherwise skeptical of the whole system. And uh, there are many reasons, uh, varying reasons of why people are skeptical. Um, bad experiences, uh, what you witnessed um, as a family member and things of that. So all of that plays into your perspective. You, you know, you filter it through your experience. Um, but the buy-in uh, to me is prevention. Mm -hmm. And uh, if we can uh, increase those numbers, um, we increase the likelihood, number one, of catching things early, 
we have a better chance of survival if we do catch those things really early um, and, um, uh, and, and, and starting out that way. So to me, that is always my lead in. You know, unfortunately, the setting that I work in, because I'm not in primary care anymore, I'm mm -hmm. seeing patients in the hospital. And so a lot of it, I am uh, stabilizing and maintaining um, something acute that's popped off or something of that sort. But when I was in primary care, then I spent a lot of time with patients um, getting them scheduled for screening things. You're screening mammograms, screening colonoscopies, mm -hmm. eye screens, diabetic screens, um, all these kinds of things that really, it, it on the front end seems um, not important, but I, I, I tell patients all the time, it's going to cost you more to have not known, and now we have to treat and manage, as opposed to if we see numbers head in a particular direction, putting a plan together to prevent the progression of disease and things of that sort. So my, my always I'm trying to uh, convince um, and um, pass along the importance of prevention, early screening, uh, detection, things of that sort. Uh, all of the lifestyle modifications, the things that we can control, um, i.e. our weight, uh, uh, things of this sort are all so very important. Uh, the things that we can manage, and of course, there's a portion of healthcare that is um, what we say in medicine, unmodifiable risk, you know, whether you're male, female, black and white, your age, um, family genetics and disposition, things of that sort. Those are things we can't do anything about. Uh, but the things that we can modify, uh, those are the things that I try to place a focus on uh, <laughs> and, uh, and, and kind of move from there. So, yes. Yeah, yeah I, yes. I agree with that preventative services because it it is so disheartening to have to start dialysis mm. on a black man in their early 20s because wow. they had high blood pressure that has gone on the technique and wow. it has you know mm. caused them to have a stroke and it has shot their kidneys and i have to start dialysis on them and then it's yeah. something long term and I, I can i could not believe it until i actually had to do it how many times mm. at one point it seemed like every week i was putting on a young black man because of high blood pressure not being seen. And like you said, Ms. Kim, if I think investing in your body should be like the main thing. Yes, it's gonna cost, but it's a mighty good investment compared to what you could be, you know, spending that on. Um yeah. It yeah. Mm. So when you say young, I think you say you say around 20, 20s where you saw. I have ran dialysis 21, 25. Wow. I will say, I think um, wow. 19 was probably my youngest. Wow. Of course, we don't do pediatric dialysis in Meridian. Mm -hmm. they, they go to Jackson. But yes, 19 was my youngest. And I'm I'm sitting here looking like, this is something that you have to get used to for the rest of your life. They don't take you serious. They're like, mm -hmm. oh, I'm going to get on. Or I've had you know older men, they're like, um, oh, the doctor tells me I got to do this. But you know, I'm just going to pray about it. Yes, pray mm. about it. But like you said earlier about that faith, faith without works is dead. Yes, you may have to be on medication for a while. You're going to have to treat lifestyle change. you got to do the work. Yes. So you can't, you can't just speak on it and be like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be fine. You, you've got to do the work. 
You got to yeah. trust and believe and do the work too. And that's, that's where our jobs come into play. Let us do our job to help you with that. Yes. Yes. I, I, I will say I am thankful that I have, uh, I have a doctor, a primary care physician and well, my nurse practitioner, he, done, he, he's, he retired and went to the mountains. I was mad about mm. that, but anyway, <laughs> but he's the one that detected, you know, he's like, man, we saw a little sugar, uh, in your test and whatever. And he kind of walked me, uh, walked me through it. My numbers were like, uh, he just said they, they, they were too way, way, way too high for, for your age and everything. And it was weight. So I had to, I had to do the work and, mm-hmm. But I, but I saw God, I'm a man of faith. Um, and you know, uh, my belief, my faith in God is, is what is, is what allowed me to stay consistent with the work. And right. man, I saw, I saw him, uh, kind of help me as uh, losing weight that I, that I never thought I would lose. And he was like, well, you're going to gain it back. And, you know, these are out of the doctors, uh, out of the, out of the doctor's mouth, you know, I, it is a miracle how, how you made such a turnaround. Your numbers are there and all, everything looks good. Your cholesterol, all of that, how did it, you get all of that? And, and you're not even gaining weight back, uh, you know, because, you know, diabetes, you lose, lose weight, but you didn't lose it the right way. And he's like, you're going to gain it back. And he's like, you didn't gain it back. And so I'm a, I'm a, I'm a testament that, you know, God, God, <laughs> faith will come in there. If you work, if you work your faith, it will right. work, it work for you. You have to do the work. And he was like, man, it's, he's like, you are walking, you're a poster child for a miracle. Cause <laughs> man, how you turn, you know, so, uh, but I didn't go to the doctor. I finally, you know, my wife had to say, you need to take off and go. And, you know, he was just telling me, listen, it was a blessing you came because your numbers are too high. And that's what started uh, my health journey. So I, I have nothing but the utmost respect for healthcare professionals, uh, in particular nurses, because as, like I said, nurse practitioner, he was the one that walked me through it, uh, uh, every week and this man that is you know folks y'all here y'all hear this we have to change 20 and 21 on dialysis that's that is not that's not good <laughs> that's not good uh to to be that young so so i have a question i'm gonna start with you tab uh okay. tabitha look i keep forgetting see we y'all again we cut up we go we back though you can call me Okay. All right. I'm trying to be professional. I'm trying to be professionals. <laughs> but, but as a community, as a community, what are some what are some things you see uh, that okay we because we, we're saying we are saying what we need to do. What are some things that we're doing that maybe we need to build upon? Do you see some things in our community that we do that we may need to build upon to help us uh, to keep us off the dialysis machines and keep us out of the ER, out of the ER. And, 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 you know, what can, what are some things that we're doing uh, that we might need to build upon to, to, you know, help us as a community? I have noticed that we do have one of our clinics here that has a mobile unit that will go out uh-huh. because um, a lot of times people will not have the transportation. That's good. Um, so the mobile unit has been a great asset to the community. Um, telehealth for the ones that can't get out and now they're moving to like the home health nurses 
They also mm -hmm. have nurse practitioners that can come out to the homes and see the patients that, you know, might not have the means to be able to come out to their appointment. So mm -hmm. I think that is also a big push and a big help too to help those patients. That's good. That's good. That is good. So I got a different question for you, Dr. Uh, Dr. Tucker. What are some uh, myths, <laughs> some mis misnomers that need to be dispelled as it relates to healthcare? Because I know I've heard this all over the line. It was that 5G internet was causing cancer and causing COVID or something. <laughs> you know, you hear stuff every every day. But what are some myths? Uh, are there anything that you have to, that, are there some things that y'all have to fight on y'all end <laughs> to uh, all the time? uh that we I, just need I to think get that rid of. i'm thinking back and off of Tab tabitha in this that access is so important i mm -hmm. think we have to make health care accessible okay we have to um yes. and the you know the myth or misnomer that you know people and we say this and it sounds mm -hmm. great we say you know people will pay for what they want to pay for there mm -hmm. there is some truth to that mm -hmm. uh but uh making healthcare accessible it it is it is still leading the fight to uh closing some of the disparities amongst yes. you know the less advantaged mm -hmm. population right mm -hmm. the healthcare bill is so expensive because you're trying to care for patients who are uh have a disadvantage um poverty as a disadvantage um and it it is probably the leading cause why there's such a huge burden on the healthcare system and cause why they're driving costs because we are treating disease we mm -hmm. are not spending the dollars in prevention we are spending the dollars in uh stabilizing uh, and because healthcare is set up in a way where you cannot refuse a patient, you cannot deny a patient healthcare, meaning um, every person who presents to an acute setting, uh, hospital, ER, regardless of their insurance, they have to be treated. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I think that's one thing I, that's another thing that is the whole other thing that needs to be dispelled within our community. If you don't have insurance then you won't get treated and that, that, that's, it's, it's absolutely against the law. Um, um, right. and it's a very, uh, it's, it's not a true statement in its entirety. Uh, and so you show up to the hospital, no matter what your insurance is. Uh, matter of fact, I don't know what anybody's insurance is. When you're in the hospital, I don't know and I don't care. I don't ask. Mm -hmm. uh, clinic is something different. Uh, you show up in the hospital, you got an acute medical situation going on. Great insurance, no insurance. Commercial insurance, Medicare, Medicaid, TenCare, whatever it is. <clears throat> you have to be treated and stabilized. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, um, so that's one thing I think that we, I, I, I have to drive patients come in the ER and, you know, they want to, well, I've got, I've got this, I really don't, you know, I've got this insurance, I've got this, so on and so forth, you know, what can you do? No, I, healthcare in this environment, in this setting, insurance means nothing. Um, and so I think that, uh, access is an issue, uh, uh, and then uh, making healthcare affordable. Um, yes. To uh, patients who are, uh, like I said, because the concern is generally 
the disadvantaged patients, which are your patients who are living in poverty. Uh, for the most part, their health care benefits are going to look different uh, than some of your commercial or employee uh, pay plans. Mm -hmm. uh, it's going to look a little bit different. And so there's going to be access differences. And, and uh, you know, that's another issue, uh, a misnomer in healthcare access issues based on insurance plans. And so we've got to leverage, leverage access really no matter the plan. Um, and so a lot of this is in policy, you know, it's in making policy and how we design and we structure healthcare plan benefits, um, which is why a shameless plug for voting and being educated on who you're voting you're for. Right. Yes. Um, and not uh, just a platform that seems to be a particular way. You know, we don't tell people who to vote for, but sometimes people will vote for who a platform and that platform had, if they're not concerned about the person who is less advantaged for the most part, when it comes down to things of this sort. So, you know, you'll see certain ones, they, they push a platform and, and, you know, people jump on board because it looks like what they think it's supposed to look like, but that's not exactly how it is. That's a whole nother thing for a whole nother day. <laughs> right. Yes, um, listen. Lord, if I had time. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you know, but I, I like I said, we, we got to figure out a way how to uh, bring some type because uh, what one patient has access to with this plan is totally different what another patient has access to with their plan. Mm -hmm. And some kind of way there's got to be a balance. Uh -huh. There's uh, oh, you kind of went out on me. The um, equal access. So I think that's probably, you know, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I think uh, that's my, can you hear me? I can hear you now. You're good to go. You're good to go now. Okay. I'm sorry about yeah. that. But yeah, that's, that, okay. that's, I think that's my biggest access. It's, it is so huge. And um, the hospital and ER, we saw this with COVID overburden because people don't have access to primary care. Right. Um, right. And so the ER um, turns out to be people's first line uh, of mm. health care. And right. uh, when I'm working in the ER, sometimes I'm seeing more primary care is issues, refills, prescription refills, mm -hmm. things of this sort, not so much medical emergency, but um, it is a patient who's run out of their medication. They can't get in touch with their primary care provider. And so they show up in the ER and, right. you know, to get a prescription refill. And, uh, and now they've been out for several days. And so the pressure is super duper high. We cannot fix it in the ER. This patient winds up being admitted when all they needed was a prescription refill. But now you have to, you have to do these things because we're not familiar with these patients. You have to run these tests and do these different things. And it, it opens up a whole nother thing that when the patient actually came in for a refill, now the kidney function's off, the wow. blood sugar's through the roof, and now you're unstable to go home. And so you mm. wind up getting admitted. And so that's mm. time from, that's, that's a hospital bed, that's a person's time away from their job, so they're losing income. They're, um, they've got a hospital bill that's mounting by the moment, by the mm. minute. 
Um, and it all stemmed from uh, needing a prescription refill. So, wow. Um, wow, wow. So access is something that we really got to work. We really got to work on. Yes. Yeah, you don't realize something so small can turn into something so big. Yes. <laughs> so, it's so quick and so quick. And we saw this with COVID mm-hmm. that uh, uh, healthcare clinics were closed. And rightfully, I mean, yes. it made sense. I mean, that there were healthcare workers all over, all over the world sick with something that we had no idea what it was initially. Um, and so clinics closed and patients were left without healthcare, wow. without premier healthcare. And so um, they were showing up in the ER, not only with COVID, but there were a lot of folks who lost their lives uh, because of, of, of things of this or uncontrolled blood pressure, uncontrolled heart failure. Yeah, um, yeah. Lack of access to their dialysis because some of the centers were closed, you know, um, just, you know, and things of that sort. So, uh, yeah. So, so Tabitha, you was talking about y'all have the, uh, you said there's a mobile, like a mobile healthcare now in Meridian? Yes, um, I do know Greater Meridian, they have a mobile unit. Okay, um, so, yeah, um, go ahead, I'm sorry. Oh, I was just gonna say, I'm not sure if there are any other clinics or, I mean, they may be slowly getting to that. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a lot of companies that I've seen that have like the home health and they're bringing more providers and not just the nurses but they're mm-hmm. they're asking for the nurse practitioners to come in and do assessments and you know well checks with their patients and they also have a program um with one of the hospitals that they have a nurse practitioner that goes and checks on patients that have been discharged to make sure that they have all the needs met that they need you know coming mm-hmm. home from the hospital to keep mm-hmm. them from being readmitted so fast okay so with the mobile uh is it you you make a call to them and they come out to you. Is that how that works? With them, I believe they set up at different places. I know they've gone to school. They've gone to um, certain okay. apartment complexes. Um, I'm okay. not sure exactly how they do with appointments, but I know is that a free service? Is that a free service, or you have to have uh, uh, insurance, healthcare, thing like that for it? I believe it may be free because I did my clinicals there. Um, okay. It, you know, it's for low income too. So. Okay. Cause uh, man, I, 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 I feel you on that Dr. Tucker, because we, uh, where we are, where, where I am, I'm in Tuscaloosa, Alabama and in reform Alabama, which is like between us and Columbus, Mississippi, it's kind of right there. They, they have no, uh, they had a, uh, 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 a, I guess you would call it like a, it's not necessarily a hospital. It was more like a, uh, a clinic deal, but it was 24 hours and they closed it down. The reason being is because they, they ran out of a uh, healthcare, healthcare providers, if you will, no nurses, no doctors. Wow. So these people have to travel to that's almost 45 minutes to the nearest place, which is Tuscaloosa. And I think it's uh, almost an hour to Columbus, I think, uh, for wow. for this town. And so the rural the rural areas are kind of, you know, missed out. My my uh hometown of Louisville, Mississippi, I think they the hospital there is not a hospital, it was Winston County Medical. It's a uh is it all it has is clinics and they're they're little bitty clinics and everything, but you know, it's one of those hospitals they say 
Uh, I tell my mom, uh, go to Starkville. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, go to Starkville or what have you. Uh, because yeah, it's it 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 is. They have so many people there. So many uh, uh, healthcare professionals. Not so many. I have to take that back. They don't have any, <laughs> but they have they they they're burnt out. The ones that they they have, and so they're not given the best health healthcare because they are they are tired <laughs> so most people will go to octibiha which is in starkville starkville mississippi or they will travel to meridian and go beyond philadelphia because wow. it's in the same boat <laughs> and so wow. it's that you know i would i pray that 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 be, that that continues to be a line item pushed by by the government that that everyone has access uh, to to uh to healthcare the healthcare uh providers so it so they won't get so everyone won't get to the ER I, I will say the story and I'm I'm gonna go to the next question you know when I was man we were low on funds that's what I did instead of because I couldn't even afford the um uh to to pay to, yeah the copay or anything <laughs> I go to the ER. And they look yeah. at me, you know, you could go to, and yeah, I'm, I'm embarrassed, you know, I'm starting out in marriage and stuff like that. And I'm embarrassed to say, I just couldn't afford, I came here because I wanted, right. you right. know, because I got, I think I had walking pneumonia and stuff like that, but they had to diagnose that. And, and you know, I got that, I got the medicine and all that uh, through the ER. And that, that was, that was kind of unfortunate uh, at that time. And a lot of people that are in that place and, yeah, right. man. Uh, but my my um because I hear my virtual uh I could stay on uh, all day about something, especially when you got to that access piece. <laughs> I could stay. I could. I could because it was so much you said, and I, I, as you said, that is another podcast for another day because there'll be questions, <laughs> layers on layers on layers that we need. Uh huh. To <laughs> yes. Yes. But um. Uh, my my final question to to both of you all, and I'll I'll start with uh, Tabitha. Um, with with so many uh, with so many nurses, so many doctors leaving the uh, the healthcare profession profession, what do you say to uh, those who are considering it and they're still kind of on the fence because uh, you know they're seeing people being overworked they're seeing uh the uh, flight of healthcare professionals leaving in there but but you know they kind of on the fence for it kind of on the fence what do you say to them i guess uh to encourage them or, or or tell them a little bit about you know healthcare and and why they should kind of make that what's your 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 parting shot uh to that uh to that young uh, aspiring healthcare uh, professional. I ask, I ask, you know, what's your reason? Mm. Because the minute I hear, oh, I heard they make a lot of money. Mm. Mm. This ain't gonna mm. be what you want because mm. it's, it's not all pretty like that. I had a veteran nurse sit my whole class down when you know I was in nursing school, and she told us the parts of nursing that was not pretty. Mm. Um, the parts of you may heat your lunch up at eleven o'clock and emergency happened you have to get up you may come back at 12 heat it up again something else happens by like two three o'clock you just say hey i'm just gonna throw this lunch away because it just ain't no good i mean you don't have mm -hmm. the time to 
to eat sometimes. You have to, you know, hold it. Can't stop and go to the bathroom. You, you know, you're helping everybody else. That's just the sacrifice that you have to make. So your heart Absolutely. really has to be in it. You have to really yes. want to help others. Because if that's not what you want to do, I think you're going to waste your time. Because, don't do I mean, it. Yeah, don't do it. This ain't what you want. <laughs> you really got to have the heart for, for caring for people. Because a lot of times you have to put care for yourself to decide to take care of your patients. You have to yep. be selfless in this profession. Wow. Wow. That's, I was just thinking about, yes, you know, uh, some, uh, some people that are, 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 that when I wait on my wife and, and wait, she teaches a few nurse uh, at, at a few uh, aspiring nurse uh, uh, professionals. And that was, that was their thing. I could hear the conversations, you know, uh, I, I'm going to do this because I'm, I'm, I just want to make a little money and then I'm going to go do X, Y, Z. And I'm thinking, man, listen, what's your name? Because I'm not going to ask for you. I don't know if their heart going to be in it. I don't want you to just make a little money. All right, thank you, man. So, go ahead. I was no. just going to say, and you can. Um, mm -hmm. you, you absolutely can uh, make a lot of money, but I'm telling you, it, I, I agree with Tabitha. <laughs> it absolutely cannot be the driving force because the first time a patient crosses you the wrong way mm. if your heart's not in it you'll be out of there one you probably would have been and lost your job and your license <laughs> um, so you gotta you gotta the, the reason why i uh tab you i mean that's absolutely spot on the reason why uh has got to it's got a way out uh it, it's got to be high up on the list you know when you're trying to consider um, consider um, your your profession and uh, this profession, and if if that's if if uh, that's not what it is, because you're you're taking care of folks in their worst state, and mm. although we pray for great outcomes, um, we don't always have great outcomes. Mm. Uh, in fact, there are a lot of bad outcomes. Right. Uh, ones that we didn't hope for, you know, ones that we prayed and, and still didn't get the best outcome. And so um, uh, and so you, you that reason has got to be identified at, at the top of the list. Mm, mm, that's a that's they dropped some bars, y'all. <laughs> so if you look at looking for it, it is not I, I, I will tell you, I, I, I thought about the health. Uh, care professional. I wanted to be a, a doctor, and I went and I worked uh, a summer in the uh, uh, the hospital. And the first time I saw I saw this boy lose his lunch on the elevator, and it hit the ground. <laughs> and I saw that. I know I couldn't do bodily bodily fluids, so I said, you know what? Mm -mm. That's well, that it's is, it, it is definitely a lot of bodily fluids. Love, see, yes. no. Oh God. Mercy. I would, yes. I would I would have lost the bodily fluid right along with them. <laughs> I would have lost my license and my job the first time. And so I listen, I commend you all. One of the reasons I, I had uh, uh, I had uh, these uh, ladies on is to to not only I didn't want to make it a uh, 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 talking just about our community in Black History Month, but to showcase some awesome awesome professionals and i think man y'all my my uh, the cup of joe audience 
I know you all got some good stuff because I got some great I got some great stuff out of this uh podcast uh today. And I would like to thank Dr. Tucker. I would like to thank Miss Tabitha uh for their expertise for uh for everything that they that they said. I wanted to show again showcase some some black female, black women professionals uh to 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 speak uh to uh to health of our not only our community but but the community at large and man y'all did such an awesome job i thank well, you, you all awesome host. Awesome oh, host. <laughs> listen i just stayed out of the way and let y'all talk we could go on and on and on because i have so many so much more so many uh more questions so much so much so much but um I we wanna, might have uh, to do a part two. We might have to do a part <laughs> two. I tell you, I tell you what I will do. I have, although cup, although the cup of Joe, the the cafe is closing. Um, I want my uh, listeners uh, to look out for a new new segment I call the cup of Joe after hours. So I will be contacting you all a little bit later, you know, individually, and you just talk. It's it's called after hours, and y'all can okay. just talk okay. a little bit. And 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 I'm just gonna put it up there and, and let because I know y'all have so much more to say, so much more to talk about, and I want all of our listeners uh to get it. Thank you all again. Thank Absolutely. you too. Thank you, thank you, thank, thank you. For having us. Oh, oh man, you are so welcome. Thank you all for being here. It was, it was, it is it, an honor. You know, it is an honor to have uh, you know, the the head, the head deacon of of of, of nurse dialysis and the pastor. The doctor <laughs> of health and medicine. Hi, yeah, 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 yeah. Don't forget to look that up. Look that up. Look that up and tag us on that one I now. Because I promise you, you're gonna find I'm, it. You're gonna find, find it. it. I'm tagging. I'm, I'm gonna find it. Oh my god, because I'm gonna find some stuff. I know I'm gonna find it. <laughs> the pastor of healthcare. Glory oh to God. Oh my gosh. That is hilarious. That is hilarious. Oh, I promise you, I, when I find it, I'm, I'm going to be crying real tears, y'all. Yes, I'm just going to stay on my phone. Seriously. I'm going go to go into my bishop and say, Bishop, we need one of these, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> and he's going to tell me, get out. Get out of my office. <laughs> we gonna, we're Look, setting up health ministries all over the place, oh, right? All over the place. <laughs> health ministries. Health Glory. revivals. Here, we're going we gonna to run them. Oh Lord. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I gave Tabitha the wrong title. Evangelist. Oh yeah. Evangelist. 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 Oh, of nursing dialysis. Where is Shawanda? I'm gonna have to tell her to come get your phone. <laughs> See, I ain't got my phone. I'm on my computer now. Oh, <laughs> hilarious. Hilarious. Oh gosh, but listen, listen again. Thank you, thank you all again. Absolutely, absolutely. Cup of Joe audience, thank you all for listening, rocking with us. Uh, we hope that you heard something that 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 helped you and that was very informative. And as always, y'all know what I say. I will see you all later.